What's up, guys? Welcome to the Joe Pat on the Bits. This is your host, Joe Pat, here with co-host Ryan V. I'm Shelm. And we got 10 games to get at you today. We didn't move on very many on Wednesday, like we have been the last two weeks, but uh, hopefully we're going to add a bunch more today. Uh, first up, we got Wake Forest versus Louisville. And Wake Forest is currently a three-point favorite, opened as a four-point favorite. And, uh, yeah, this is very, very tight for what I would consider a very average Louisville team. Uh, is there any injuries that we don't know about in this game? Is Malik Cunningham ever going to play again? I mean, Malik Cunningham's playing. Well, you know? then Louisville's good. I mean, they're 4-3 and three with him. <laughs> so. Okay, I won't say Louisville's good. He's good. Yeah, I don't see... Any injuries for Wake Forest to determine this such short spread? So, just going to go right into what the model thinks and has Wake Forest as a 12 and a half point favorite. So, therefore, we are making this the best bet. If the model says so, run with it. The model is never wrong. Especially since it's already dropped to minus three. So, the model never wrong. All right, I don't know that I'll go that far, but it's more right than I am. So, this just in. Joe Pat on the bets. The, the host does not know football and cannot make a pick. <laughs> well, I would have picked Wake Forest to cover three in this game without it, but it always helps when the model uh, agrees with me. So we're running with it. Cha-ching! Uh, next up, we've got Cincinnati versus UCF. 3.30 kickoff. Uh, Cincinnati, oh no, UCF is a one-point favorite now. Okay. This has swung all the way from Cincinnati minus two and a half to UCF as a one-point favorite. Really? No. <laughs> Why? UCF's been playing pretty damn good football. Uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, play, let a uh, late comeback happen last week and almost blew it. The model has this as an even, even line. Pick them. So... It sees these two teams as even. I personally like John Rice Pumley more than I like uh, Cincinnati's quarterback. So I would roll with Cincinnati to win this game, but with the model picking it as a pick 'em, it's telling me to pick 'em, and I'm not going to. So this is a no touch. Correct, Mundo. Next up, we've got Missouri versus South Carolina. And South Carolina is, oh, this game is at four, and South Carolina is a four-point favorite still, I think. I think. Is that right? I could check. Three and a half. Three and a half-point favorite for South Carolina. Now, Missouri, we know, pushed Georgia to the edge, lost to Auburn in overtime. They're a, they're a decent football team. South Carolina, on the other hand, has sneakily been is sneakily five and two, and playing pretty decent football. Um, Who's South Carolina's other loss to? 
uh, Arkansas, and it was uh, – I mean, it was a little bit more than two touchdowns. But it was – I mean, that was when Arkansas still had a lot of hype behind them. Uh, I like South Carolina to roll in this game. Uh, the model has the line dead even with Vegas. Uh, I personally do think that South Carolina will win this football game, though. Shane Beamer, his dad started Beamer Ball at Virginia Tech, and they're playing Beamer Ball in South Carolina, too. And special teams plays, hard to account for. And the and models in Vegas can't account for special teams plays, and that's what makes uh, teams like South Carolina in the late 90s, early 2000s, Virginia Tech Hokies, hard to play against because you never know when they're going to just pop off two kick return touchdowns in a game. So before anyone buys into this, just know that Joe Pat sucks Shane Beamer's cock all day long, every day. Well, you don't have to buy into it. It's a proof. It's talked about on ESPN. Everybody talks about Beamer Ball. His dad started it at Virginia Tech. Now they don't do it to the degree that Virginia Tech did, but they still call it Beamer Ball. I mean, what does the model have this game as? Dead even with Vegas. Well, not dead even anymore. South Carolina minus four, but. Over-under on this game is 45. That's awful low for a college football game. Take the under. I don't know that I'm trusting either defense to do, make the under happen. <laughs> Take the under. But either way, not moving on that game. Next up, we have Kentucky versus Tennessee. 7 o'clock, top 25 chat. Go balls. Under the lights in Neyland Stadium. And Tennessee has went from a 12.5 to a 12-point favorite. Uh, so some Kentucky money coming in. I don't know why. Well, this line would be probably about 17 to 18 if Tennessee didn't have Georgia next week. They're, they have to account for the potential of a look-ahead mode for Tennessee where they're just trying to sleepwalk their way through a win this week and be prepared for next week. No, nah, Kentucky fans talk too much shit. There's well, no overlook it. Plus, some football players are probably pretty focused on one week at a time kind of deal. You know, well, they're not fans that can go scan the entire season and talk shit six games ahead. Yes, you would think that, but these are still <clears throat> eighteen to twenty-one year old kids for the most part that are all over Twitter, and they know they know who they got. You chill out, Hendon Hooker's thirty-seven. <laughs> they know who they got coming up. They know who's a couple weeks down the road. Uh, and then Hooker is a grown-ass man at 37. He knows how to lead a team. It's all about the coaches, really. they got to keep the kids focused. Uh, I'm not saying that Tennessee will be in look-ahead mode. I'm just saying that statistically and historically, teams can get sleepy when they've got a uh, big-time matchup the next week. I doubt it. Tennessee cover falls by 50. I, I I personally like Tennessee cover. The model has Tennessee by 14, so it's not much different than Kentucky or than the Vegas line. I personally don't think Kentucky can score with Tennessee, but what I also don't think is that Tennessee will be able to consistently stop Kentucky enough to get the ball back quick. What does Kentucky want to do on offense? Slow the game down. How do you slow the game down? You run the ball. What's the ball's... Well, defense good at the only thing they're good at running, running run the ball isn't the only way that you uh slow the game down quick passes that are completions slow the game down too. screens <laughs> that are completions That's yeah the thing. and 
Will Levis has been efficient on third down, so all they got to do – and Kentucky – I'm also in Will Levis hate mode right now, so I don't Kentucky know if you want to hear what I the best, uh, Probably the best O-line that Tennessee's played. Uh, I won't say the best run game because Jameer Gibbs is an animal, but as far as – Alabama can't have the best, best run, run game because they won't run the ball. <clears throat> yeah. But taking Alabama out of the equation is the best run game because it's going to be an actual run game. Uh, so there is a real chance that Tennessee dominates this football game but still doesn't cover just because of how the game gets played. So we're not – I I would tend to lean Tennessee cover, but I know what can happen in this game. So Balls by 50. <laughs> And we're not we're not moving on it because two points ain't enough of a difference from the model. Uh, next up, we do have a bet. We've got USC versus Arizona, seven o'clock kickoff, and USC is a fifteen point favorite. Now Arizona is not a good football team. I don't trash really, terrible. I mean, their quarterback has nineteen touchdown passes. Cool, but USC's turnover differential is insane. Arizona baffles me at how they have a win at all. They have three. <laughs> it baffles me. Um, yeah, the model has USC as 18.5 point favorite, so we're taking that. I I, pick them. I, uh, I personally think USC will handle Arizona pretty well, especially coming off a of bye week. So I mean, if I was going to put a score prediction out there, it'd be 49-3. to three. <laughs> I think I'd give Arizona a little more credit than three. But not much more. All 10, right, 49 to 7. 10, 13, somewhere in there. It's not like USC has a world beater defense, but their offense they is do get turnovers. smacking. And you cannot deny that. Cannot. <laughs> All right, next up, we have a game that the model's telling us to bet, but we're not going to because, uh, no. Michigan State versus Michigan, 730. And Michigan is a 20 point favorite. Why are you saying no? Well, because the model thinks Michigan should only be a 15-point favorite. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. No. Uh, Michigan State's terrible. Terrible with a capital R-B-L. Terrible, like Charles Barkley would say. Uh, I, I saw really some stat comparing uh, the entire Michigan State running offense in the entire year to somebody or some combination on Michigan. Yeah, it, it, was, it was the leading rusher on Michigan State doesn't have as many yards as Michigan got against uh, Penn State. <laughs> oh, It's a sad day in college football. It's going to be a blowout. Don't even bother tuning into that game. Yeah. Uh, I know it's a rivalry game and all, but like, it's not going to be worth watching. No, it's gonna it's gonna be a bloodbath, and it's at Michigan. So, like, I could understand the model leaning towards Michigan State if it was at Michigan State because it does tend to like home team a little more than it should sometimes. But I just don't understand this. Uh, next up, Sam, get your model together. I thought you were a Michigan fan. I think that's got to be part of it. He wants to uh, not credit Michigan as much as he can. Uh, either way. Moving on, next up, we have Ole Miss versus Texas A&M, and this is a bet now that the line has come down a little more. 
Uh, Love line, Ole Miss minus one and a half. And it's 7.30 kickoff at Texas A&M. And this is a classic bounce-back game for Ole Miss. They lost an ugly fashion to LSU last week. If they want to they want to keep hope alive and keep a hype train going towards beating Bama, they need a big win here. Now, on the flip side, Texas A&M needs a big win here too. Um, Texas A&M should just go ahead and lose the rest of their season so they can get rid of Jimbo. There's some, I know it's going to cost a lot of money, but be honest with yourselves. You have all the money in the world. You have more, you have more money than Alabama football, and that's saying something. Yeah, there's some real problems going on at A&M. They had a, a couple kids suspended indefinitely for smoking weed in the locker room. Um, a lot of this, and all of them were part of this paid for freshman class. Bro, didn't the uh, didn't the A&M punter hit the transfer portal? He did. And, Is uh, he punting too much or too little? I was I was about to get to that. Uh, not necessarily the punter. I don't know why a punter would hit the portal. That's kind of wild. But I'm, I'm pretty sure the punter hit the portal. Like, like is he punting too much or too little for him? If, like, if I'm a punter, I'm happy to be on the roster. But um, yeah, they've had a lot of those freshmen declare for a transfer already, and I don't know if uh, you have. I know some of you have listeners listen to. Uh, Josh Pate, but I don't know if you tuned in last night and heard what he said about what coaches and coach hiring people all that have said, but uh, this offseason is going to be the craziest portal season we've had. It's going to be insane. I mean, it's only going to get crazier as time goes on, so like this is nothing special. Well, up until a certain point, and then they're going to try to regulate it again, so... Along with NIL, they're going to have to find a way to regulate NIL because the two of those combined is toxic. We've got NFL free agency pretty much. Um, but the model has Ole Miss as a four and a half point favorite in this game. So three point differential. We're taking Ole Miss to cover. And I, I trust Lane Kiffin more than I trust Jimbo Fisher in this spot. Ole Miss by 100. Jimbo Fisher only out coaches one coach, and that's Nick Saban. Well, one thing that we know A&M is not going to do, and that's score more than 24 points. So, and I, I trust Ole Miss to score more than 24 points. Now, granted, they scored 20 against LSU last week, but we're not talking about that. Moving on, we've got Baylor versus Texas Tech, another 7.30 kickoff. Tech and by 100. Texas Tech is a two-point favorite. And it's funny that my co-host says Tech by 100 because the model has Baylor as a five-point favorite. That model's on crack. Texas Tech is a much better football team, a much more consistent team. Not necessarily. Texas Tech did lose to NC State. Hands down, I hate Baylor. They lose every week if we on them. Well, then, if you're saying Tech by 100, it's a good thing we're betting on Baylor, so... You'll be happy. No, 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 no. I'm not happy because Tech is gonna win by a hundred. I don't. I don't think so. I Baylor's trust that they suck. I hate them. I trust Baylor. Every time that we bet on a Baylor game, Baylor fucks us over. Baylor's looked really good lately, outside of West Virginia game, and that's a Thursday yeah. night game at West Virginia. Baylor has not looked good. I disagree. 
I trust Dave Aranda more than I trust a first-year head coach at Texas Tech. I trust Blake Shapin more than I trust Texas Tech's Educated listeners, make your own rational decisions. Rational, please. All right, well, we can't sit here and say trust the model seven games ago and then say fuck the model. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. <laughs> All right, moving on. The model's Next on up, crack. Next up, we've got a game that we are definitely betting. Uh, Pitt versus North Carolina, 8 o'clock kickoff. North Carolina's a three-point favorite, and the model has North Carolina as about a 15-point favorite. Jeez, that's a big difference. Yeah. That model thinks Pitt's trash, huh? Well, Pitt's not played very good football after the Tennessee game. Now, their running back's really good, and that could keep this game close if a band of Kanda can just pop off on North Carolina the whole game. He's uh, He's been over 100 consistently, hasn't he? I mean, yeah, he averages... I don't know what he averages. He's 959 for the year through seven games, but now granted, he did have a 300-yard game, so... He's been close to 100 every game at a minimum. So can Pitt throw the ball at all, or are they one-dimensional and they're just going to get absolutely ass-blasted? Uh, they're probably going to be pretty one-dimensional. They said before the season even started that they wanted to get back to roots and ground a pound ball. So, so basically uh, they're saying, hey, we've only got one player, and he's going to get the ball every single time. Shut us down if you want to. Pretty much. I think Drake May is going to have a day. I hope uh Yeah, North Carolina offense is potent. Look for him to put up at least a hundred. I just hope that uh No, I'm kidding, but at least seventy. I just hope North Carolina's defense, specifically the front seven, can hold a Banacanda to around if you hold them to four or less, I think you can hold them to four a carry or less. I think you can cover. If he gets into the five, six a carry range, it's getting scary. I think this gets determined in total yards for them, honestly. Like, games that he's well over 100, they put up pretty decent points, don't they? Yeah, they they flow with a Banacanda. If a Banacanda ain't rolling, they can't get anything going because without a Banacanda rolling, they're just sitting there kind of hoping that he gets rolling because otherwise, without rolling, they can't run play action. They can't. Here's where they, they have hope, do. though. The North Carolina defense is absolute dog water. Yeah, but... I mean, let Miami's quarterback throw for, like, five touchdowns. Yeah. They're Pittsburgh just bad. You, you said before that a high school team could score on North Carolina. So, Abanacanda could very well have that day. I did say that. But at the same time, Pittsburgh has also allowed West Virginia's DBs to absolutely bottle them up. And West Virginia does not have a good defense. So I'm, I'm pretty confident in the Carolina minus three. I would say that's a, it's a pretty easy chance to cover as long as they hold them to less than four a carry. Next up, we have Stanford versus UCLA. Sixteen and a half point favorites for UCLA. Late, late, late kickoff at ten thirty. I don't know uh, if I believe in this. You don't know if you believe in a 16-and-a-half-point favorite for UCLA? Yeah, I really don't. Stanford's not a bad football team. They just don't have the weapons that you know you require to be a good football team. Stanford is a bad football team. They're not. 
they they're they're three and four with a win over Colgate, Notre Dame, and Arizona State. One point win over Arizona State and a two point win over Notre Dame. A win's a win. And it, and in those games, they didn't score more than sixteen points. And uh, US, I've seen uh, I've seen Stanford late. when they play their heart out against Notre Dame and it, and they were successful. They play their heart out. They're not a bad football team. Well, UCLA on the other hand is pretty consistent with uh, how good they are. Um, they're definitely going to win. I, I don't know if sixteen and a half is comfortable for me though. What does the model say? Well, you have uh, yourself said Notre Dame plays to their competition. So correct. Stanford's not a good football team. Like it's, they're just not. They played their heart out. Well, they needed to. When they play their heart out, I think they can rock with most people. Well, Oregon beat them forty-five to twenty-seven. Oregon's good. Yes, UCLA is not not a bad football team. UCLA is still good. I mean, I'm pr- I put UCLA almost pretty on par with Oregon. I don't think they beat Oregon, but I put them pretty on par. Oregon just beat UCLA this past weekend. How bad was it? Uh, 15, I think. But this game is at UCLA. You know, if I had anything in front of me and we weren't just doing this live and I'm just nothing in front of me, I might know that. I mean, but I'm stupid. Sorry. But, uh, Jordan likes to make decisions last minute. But let's, let's get back to this game. UCLA still has Zach Charbonnet. And he's, Still a goon at running back. They still got Dorian Thompson Robinson. He's still a goon at quarterback. Still got Jake Bobo. He's still a goon at receiver. Classic bounce back matchup coming off of a brutal loss last week where they played a pretty good game. Just Oregon scored on almost every drive. The defense can't do shit. The defense can't do shit. Well, the defense doesn't have to do shit when Stanford can't do anything. Stanford can do anything if they put their heart and their mind to it. They can score. I believe in you, boys. They can score. I believe in you, oak trees. What is the Stanford mascot? The cardinal. Uh, the cardinal tree. Yeah. I called him an oak tree. I'm. I'm going to call him <laughs> the oaks. Um, sixteen points is not going to be enough to cover for Stanford. And that's what they've scored in their wins against Power 5 football teams. I don't, All right, fuck it. I've been convinced. Cash also, money. Take it. You asked about the model. The model has UCLA as about a 24-point favorite. So. All right. Cash in, boys. There you go. That being said, let's go back over our last 10, and then we'll... Uh, let Ron get you the plugs. We got Wake Forest minus three. We've got USC minus fifteen. Got Ole Miss minus one and a half. Baylor my uh, plus two and a half or plus two. Sorry. UNC minus three and Stanford. I'm sorry, UCLA minus sixteen. Ching. All right, now, Ron, I'll let you go ahead and give us the plugs, and we'll get on at it. 
All right. If you disagree with anything we've said on today's podcast, first of all, you're wrong. Second of all, let us know at Joe Pat on the bets on Twitter. If you're listening to this live, just click on Joe Pat right there. It's pretty easy. Uh, go to Joe Pat on the bets.com. You can listen to the podcast there. You can buy merch there and support us, whatever you want to do. Uh, go to the sponsor pet buy stuff for your dogs and cats. Cause you love them very much and they love you back and they're important to you. Um, Go to the Patreon if you don't want to listen to our bullshit opinions. You can get all the model picks for the week and make your own educated decisions by yourself. All right. Tune in Monday. Top 25 in reviews for this past week. We'll catch you then. I love you.